Okay. All right. Good morning, guys, gals. Um, very good first week of spring ball. Uh, we're heading into week two now. Things will become more, much more physical and uh, should start to see some separation in some of the position group battles. But uh, we got off to a good start. Uh, players were, were dialed in, worked hard, and uh, it was a lot of good things in that first week. But, but uh, like I said, things will get more uh, defined as we continue to uh, get deeper into spring ball. So we're excited to get back on the field today and, and get going. So questions? We'll start with Trevor Allen from kslsports.com, followed by Josh Newman and Hans Olson. Kyle, now, now that you guys have the, the pads on, uh, if, what was there any kind of adjustment period to having them back on or, or were guys flying around and, and, and playing really well? The latter, flying around and uh, handled the practice very well. And, and uh, they're excited. Players always get excited to, to put the pads on after they've been in, in no pads for a couple of days. And you know, it's hard to play real football unless you have the pads on. And so that was uh, a situation where they were excited and, and handled it very well. Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Hans Olsen. Kyle, for a guy like Chad Bumpfus, obviously he's, you know, he's coming into a kind of a old new position, but uh, how beneficial is it to, you know, for him to be familiar with the program, but also to have some f familiar faces in the wide receiver room already? Yeah, it's an advantage. That's uh, something that doesn't typically happen when you get a new coach on your staff, but Fortunately, we had Chad with us uh, back in 18 and, and knows our system, knows how we do things. And like we mentioned uh, previously, he's, he's got uh, four or five, maybe half a dozen guys in that room that, uh, that were here back in 2018. And so there is familiarity, which, which does help. Staying in the wide receiver room, just to follow up real quick, you know, Covey has, you know, he had some injuries during that 2020 season. What, you know, what's his health situation and is he just a full go at this point or, or where is he? Full go. He feels great right now. He had an excellent first week. And uh, we've got to uh, make sure that he doesn't overdo it. That's that's the challenge right now. He's, he's a very eager, hardworking uh, player. And, and uh, you got to pull the reins back on him or he'll just, uh, you know, keep going until, you know, until whatever. And so, so uh, he's off to a good start. And uh, we hope to uh, keep him healthy throughout the full spring. That's something that's uh, going to be important for him. Hans Olsen from 97.5 and 12.8 of his own, followed by Patrick Kinahan. Coach, I wanted to get more of a feel of your running backs room. Uh, how are your transfers doing? How's the depth looking? Tell me who's standing out to you right now. Well, the two transfers, first of all, do an outstanding job. They both uh, adapted to our program and to what we're doing. And, and it was really an easy transition. I think I mentioned that last week where they've both got outstanding work habits uh, and have been very uh, diligent in, in preparation as far as studying the playbook, studying film, and getting themselves ready so they could hit the ground running as, as spring ball began. And they did just that. And so between those two kids, and you know, Chris Curry and TJ Pledger, the two that we're talking about, and Mackay Bernard, those are the three guys that are really in the mix right now. And, of course, we'll uh, add uh, Ricky in the, in the fall, in the summer, actually. And uh, that'll be a, another good addition to the room. We'll go next to Patrick Kinahan, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone, followed by Josh Furlong. When you made that change at receiver coach, did you zero in on this coach or was it open? It was open. We had a, we had a, uh, a list of uh, – 
guys that we were uh, interested in and needed to uh, explore. And, uh, and Chad was one of those guys, obviously. And, and we were a little bit uh, on a time crunch with wanting to get the, the ideally getting the, uh, the position filled by spring ball and, and, and even more ideally several days in front of spring ball if we could to get the coach up to speed. Uh, as I mentioned in the search, it was more important to get the right guy than uh, the timing of it. But, but certainly the timing was a factor. And uh, Chad's familiarity with the program and having been here certainly worked in his favor. Go next, Josh Furlong, followed by Cole Bagley. Hey, Kyle, obviously, uh, you know, you guys are known for, for a lot of your running backs and sending them to the league and getting everybody there. But what, what do you feel like you can do to maybe enhance the, the wide receiver position, especially with Chad Bumpus? And, and kind of what are you looking for in terms of, of production that way this year? Yeah, we need to be more balanced uh, than we were uh, you know, last year. And you go back a couple of years. In 19, we threw for over 3,000 yards, um, highest completion percentage in the conference, highest yards per attempt in the league. Uh, 18, the same thing as far as yardage over 3,000 yards. So we, it's not like we, we never throw the football. I mean, last year we were a little more uh, run-oriented than we, than we probably needed, uh, not that we needed to be, but as the season progressed, it became apparent that, that that was the best thing for us last year. But we've got to get back to being balanced and uh, the receiver room, we got some good players in there, but we know we, we took a hit and lost a couple guys, so we got to add <clears throat> at least one more, maybe two, uh, this this uh, later this spring or this summer uh, via the portal, most likely. And uh, it's going to be important that uh, you know we're able to throw the ball. It doesn't matter how good you are running back, and if you can't throw the ball to uh, get rid of some of those seven, eight, nine-man boxes, then then it's going to be tough sledding for you. Cole Bagley, Daily Utah Chronicle, followed by Trevor Allen. Coach, going back to uh, Covey, what's a guy like that? Uh, what kind of value does a guy like that bring to the program who's been with the team for so long? Uh, a ton of value in so many areas, not not just with his outstanding ability to play the slot receiver. And, and I think he's one of the best, if not the best return guys in the country, especially uh, punt return, but his leadership. And he's been there, done that. He knows the program inside and out. And uh, he's a guy that provides outstanding leadership, not only in the receiver room, but throughout the entire team. And <clears throat> very well respected by his teammates and uh, has uh, a lot of influence on this team. And of course, now he's, he's a captain. And so that uh, adds more to, you know, to that leadership role than he's had in the past. Just a quick follow-up. What are you looking for uh, from him this fall? Well, he's got to be a, a big play guy for us. He's, he's a guy that needs to touch the ball, you know, a dozen times a game between uh, returns and receptions. And, you know, we need to get, get the ball in his hands. He's dynamic. And uh, he's just – he's got to be a, a big part of the offense, which we anticipate him being as long as he can continue to stay healthy. Next up, Trevor Allen. We we touched on you know the the two guys leaving, but were you were you surprised when when both Brian and and Samson decided to enter the portal? I guess nothing surprises you anymore with with the way college football is and is uh, going to get even more uh, transitional. I guess you could say it's uh, you know nothing really surprises you. You just uh, react and and uh, you know fill the void. Fortunately, with the with the portal, you can fill the void as easily as it. Uh, it occurs with with the incoming guys and so it's just the way that college football is now and will continue to be unless they change the rules we don't see that happening and so 
that's the way that uh, you can operate. It's uh, free agency within college football. And the way we look at it is, is uh, your high school guys are your draftees, and then your free agents are the, are the portal guys. You got to have both to get to be able to, to get a blend of, of both those uh, incoming players. Our final question will come from Josh Furlong. Hey Kyle, obviously Solomon Enos has been kind of a high upside upside guy. He, you know, he's he's been able to show out on the field. But what what do you feel like you guys can do to maybe? tap into his talents a little bit more on the field, especially in the games, or, or obviously he's been used in a lot of blocking schemes in different ways that way, but what do you feel like you can do to kind of maximize his potential? Well, I'd say the short version is try to get him ball a little bit more, and I think that's something that uh, you're going to see going forward. Uh, Solomon, like you said, does have a, a high ceiling and, and a lot of uh, ability, and particularly one of his strengths is the 50-50 ball. You know, just running the, running the nine route and throwing the ball up and letting them go up and get it. That's something that we probably need to do a little bit more of than we've done in the past. But, but uh, Solo is a hard worker, a team guy all the way, uh, never complains, at least not to me, and, and uh, is a, really a willing blocker, which is another thing we look for in wide receivers. And with that frame he has, he's 6'3 and about 210 pounds. He's, he's very physical on the outside in, in the block game. And so it's uh, just a matter of us trying to uh, get him more touches and, and get him more involved.